My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. What I want to do this morning is I want to share with you something that the Lord showed me 44 years ago. It has been one of those North Stars, the guiding part of my daily walk with God. My eternal salvation is based on Acts 2.38 and the message of Jesus Christ coming into the earth to die for our sins and make available to all of us the forgiveness of sins through His blood and receiving His Spirit and, of course, being water baptized in His wonderful, beautiful name the name of Jesus. But my daily walk was guided by this truth. 44 years ago, and I go to Ezekiel chapter 44, is where the Lord showed me something that I have seen everywhere I have gone. Everywhere I have been, I have seen this scenario. It just seems like it's you know, it's nothing, it's everywhere. It's just God's plan. It's God's way of separating those that really want to seek his face and those who don't. I want to be one of those who seeks the face of God, that finds God, that connects with God. And here it is in Ezekiel chapter 14. And it, it's an amazing truth once you understand what he's saying here. And he said, but the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray from me. Now notice something. He said, I'm going to let Zadok come near to me to minister to me. And they're going to stand before me and they're going to offer the fat and the blood and they'll come to my table, they'll minister to me, and they will keep my charge. Then if you go to verse 28, he says, as a matter of fact, I'm going to nail this down to where it's going to be their inheritance. It's not going to be by permission, it's going to be by birthright. I'm going to, it shall be unto them for an inheritance. I oh, am their inheritance. And you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. Wow. That is a key point. Now, you, you got to understand what he's saying here in chapter 44 because he said, all the rest of you Levites that don't belong to Zadok, he said, you can't come near to me said, I'll let you in the house and you can minister to the house, but you cannot minister to me. And I have watched that in Pentecost all of my life. People who can only minister to the house. He said, but there's a problem. If all you do is minister to the house, you will bear your shame and you will remain in bondage because house ministry is not 
Jesus' ministry. Whoa. That, just let that sink in right there. And here's what the Lord showed me. He said, Brian, if you really want to pursue me, then you need to develop a ministry to me and to me alone. When you preach, you preach for me. When you pray, you pray for me. When you desire something in the kingdom, if you don't get nothing in this world, if you get me, you've got it all. And it has guided my life every day for 44 years. Now you know how old I am. I started this particular journey at the age of 19. And I've never deviated from this path because I believe that it's the only path that gains the inheritance. Wow. I am your inheritance. Now, First Pentecostal Church, we can pursue crowds. We can pursue a lot of things in this world. But I say, how about us get on the journey and let's pursue Jesus with everything. You know, throughout my life, and I'm going to let you sit down in just a moment, but I got to stand longer than you do. But throughout my life, I have watched people get bitter because they can't do their job anymore. I've watched people get aggravated because somebody else got a part that they didn't get. I've watched it all of my life. And I said, God, I, will, I do not want to be like that. And the Lord showed me in the spirit how not to do that. And he said, you got to pursue me. Because whether I give you this or whether I give you that or I give it both to you, does it really make any difference? If you don't have me, you don't have anything. And if you've got me, you've got it all. Come on, First Pentecostal Church. Whether I sit on the front row or I'm behind the pulpit, God's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. He don't change. You can just come to the house if you want to, but you're not getting past the veil. And that's why so many people are still in bondage and still bear their shame. They're not in sin, but they bear the shame. And the, and the scars of yesterday are still there. And I said, God, is there any way to get rid of the scars? And he said, there sure is. You remember the one leper that came back. I made him whole. I delivered him from his scars. He, he, got, he was made whole. Can you be delivered from scars? And I said, yes, you can. But you've got to come minister to me and me alone. And I'll take away the scars. I shot You think your life's too messed up? Come on. Come on behind the veil. Quit worrying about where you're at in the house. Who's here? What they dress like. And let's go find Jesus. And he'll make it better. And here's what I want you to develop. I want you to develop a ministry unto 
the Lord. And, and it, it lines it out here in the 44th chapter, and I'd like to share it with you. God bless you. You may be seated. So what was the difference between Zadok and these other Levites? Why in the world did God choose him over all of the Levites? And yet, it is a choice that God even makes today. What's the difference between Isaac and Ishmael? What's the difference between Jacob and Esau? They're all in the kingdom of God. They're all children of Abraham. What's the difference between a Judas Iscariot and a Simon Peter? They both experienced Jesus in his magnificent ministry. But yet God says it plainly in Ezekiel 44. Levi ministers to the house only. They will not approach me. Never will they minister to me. Zadok is allowed to access me only. He can come into the inner sanctuary, press his way through the veil and minister to me. And you might ask, why do you want to even know the difference? It's because something that Ezekiel said, those who minister to the house must bear their shame and they shall not come near unto me to do the office of a priest unto me nor come near to any of my holy things in the most holy place but they shall bear their shame and their abominations which they have committed and those who come near unto the Lord to minister to him then I'm going to free them up and they're going to experience a freedom. This is what he said about Zadok. This is what I want you to do. I want you to put on some loose-fitting clothes because I don't want you coming in to me and ministering to me with anything that causes sweat. In Ezekiel 44, 17, and they shall be clothed with linen garments and no wool shall come upon them whilst they minister in the gates of the inner court and within. And then in verse 18, and they shall have linen bonnets upon their heads and shall have linen breeches upon their loins and they shall not gird themselves with anything that causeth sweat. Well, what does sweat signify? If you go back to its law of first use, it declares that it's a part of the curse. In Genesis 3 and 17, and unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten of the tree, cursed is the ground for thy sake, and in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread. See, when God has to withhold his blessing, then all that you've got left is a fleshly effort. And we don't need to get that fleshly effort in the spirit because that's the only way you can cause God or something to happen or create energy. It causes heart trouble, fear, anxiety, panic, and pain comes from all of this sweat. Sweat is prohibited in the holy place. If you're nervous, if you're saying, I don't know if God's going to listen to me, what you need to do is lay down all your pride and all your vanity Quit worrying about who's applauding you. Quit looking around to see who's watching you while you worship. Whether or not your group approves of you doing what you're doing. Why don't you just stand up to aggravate them and clap your hands when you're not supposed to. Quit worrying about whether or not you're doing a good job because I guarantee you there's always going to be somebody who thinks you did a bad job. And even if you did a good job, they're so twisted they couldn't tell you you're doing a good job because it aggravates them too much that you did a good job. 
So I'm going to go ahead and do a good job anyway because I'm not ministering to you. I'm ministering to the Lord. My ministry isn't to the first Pentecostal church. My ministry is to the one true God. I don't play and I don't worship and I don't sing and I don't dance and I don't do what I do because I want people to approve of me. I do what I do because I believe that Jesus is the Lord of my life. You say, well, you preach too fast, you preach too slow, you preach too loud, you preach too quiet, it's too cold, it's too hot. And you can minister to the house all you want to. And if you want to get caught up with the house, all you're going to end up doing is sweating. All you're going to end up doing is just getting to breaking out in the sweat, and that's about all you're going to break out in. But I've got to touch the hem of his garment. Maybe you don't need a supernatural intervention. We're trying to use useless things to help people and we can't help them until we touch God. We miss the power because we're not waiting on God because we're too busy trying to maintain our vanity and our significance serving the house and not the Lord. Why is it so quiet? I'm not despising anybody's hard work or the offering of sacrificial offerings on the altar. But you see, I'm tired of of Sunday school teachers falling away from God when they don't have a Sunday school class to teach. I'm tired of singers who cannot worship when they're not singing. I'm tired of preachers that the only time they can ever get with it is when they're in the pulpit. I'm tired of people just giving when there's a big emotional appeal because they feel an emotional appeal and not because it's a law of God. Now, I'll take your money on emotion or anything else, but I'll tell you right now, we need somebody that can get up and say, I belong to Zadok, and I'm coming in to minister unto the Lord. See, you got to understand who Zadok is. You got to go all the way back to King David. And when David was running from Absalom, you remember? When he was running from Absalom, guess who came with the Ark of the Covenant? His name was Zadok. He, the only thing he could think of, my God, David's leaving Jerusalem. I got to go get the Ark. He was supposed to go follow the king, but he didn't follow the king. He had to go get the Ark. He said, let the king go on. I'll catch up with him later because we ain't going nowhere without the ark. And that's the kind of man God said, I'll tell you what, the rest of you, y'all can minister to the house, sit on that pew and warm it as much as you want to. And God will let you. And there is a certain blessing that you'll receive, but you will bear your shame according to the scripture. That is a fact. It is a truth that I have seen throughout Pentecost. But I say to you who want to be free, Quit judging people who shout. If you're not a shouter, then just sit there. That's fine. But don't judge people who are. And don't go up and try to shut them up. Let them shout. Let them clap. 
Let them worship. Let the crazies dance every once in a while. It's all right. Go ahead. I'm going to dance. Why? Because I'm not wearing what you're wearing. I got, I got linens on where I can dance free. I'm not going to call sweat. We're striving and trying to do something in the flesh that can only be done in the spirit because you can't change nobody. You can't even change your own children. Can I get a witness? Is there not, is there not a, at least one witness in the house? You can't even make some of your own kids behave sometimes. Amen. Because they're acting like you. You can't do it. There's no way. It's impossible. But I say, church, it's time for us to develop a ministry under the Lord to where we go in, in every crisis. We're not going to follow the crowd. We're going to go get the ark. You see, when the altar and, and the court was irreparably damaged and corrupted beyond repair, Zadok didn't seek to preserve that. They wanted to preserve the holy place and make sure that the most important piece of equipment in the tabernacle was spared, and that's the ark. I don't care what others are doing or not doing. Well, everybody's doing it. Well, I'm not going to follow the crowd. Well, there's other churches down the road. I don't care what other churches are doing. We're not going to follow the crowd. You say, but they're, they're letting down on this and letting down on that, and it seems like everything is working. But I refuse to cease to minister unto the Lord. I'm going for the Ark of the Covenant because that's where the glory is, and that's where the power is. Church, I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now that God's going to restore miracles back to the apostolic church in this hour all over the world. And I want to see it happen here. The gifts of the Spirit are going to operate with freedom and without sweat. And people are going to be transformed without sweat. We're not going to have to bully people, beat people up slap them. We don't have to intimidate them, put them down, or put them in jail. All we got to do is preach the Word of God. And because we minister to the great God of heaven, God will change their heart. I feel like there's a transformation about to come, and God's going to minister to people. You're going to find out how good it is to serve the Lord. In everything I've done, I've pursued Jesus and him alone. And it's amazing how many doors will open up for you if you'll just pursue Jesus and not get hung up on any one door that shuts in your ever-loving face. How many of you ever had a door shut in your face? How many of you got your nose caught in it because you really wanted whatever was on the other side or you thought you wanted it, but God knew what was better for you 
and he does know what's better for you and you need to consider the matter and you need to pursue Jesus Christ with all your soul, mind, and strength. So if you're clapping your hands, standing because I'm asking you to or because you want to minister to the house, don't do that. But if you want to stand and you want to worship the Lord and you want to bless the Lord, then you've got some loose-fitting clothes and you need a good little old loose tunic so that you can really worship God and not get tied down. Some of y'all are so stiff. Bless God, you, are, you got that vanity and that, that pride that's in your spirit. You need to lay that down. That pride turned an angel into a devil and you don't need that kind of pride in your heart. You need to lay it down. Lord, I'm nothing but a sinner saved by grace. I've been washed in the blood of the lamb. Nothing is better than you, Jesus. I need to pursue you. First Pentecostal church, I place you on notice. Every service, we're going for Jesus. Every service, we're going to touch God. In every service, we're going to see Jesus. We're going to minister unto the Lord. Y'all better watch me. If I think y'all are singing to the house, uh, I'll stop you and say, we're not singing to the house anymore. We're not entertaining people in this house. We're bringing the presence and the glory of God. If I get to preaching and preaching to the house, then I'm going to sit down because I don't need to preach to the house. I need to preach to the Lord because he's the only one that can save you. We got brother and sister Little's grandbaby to baptize today, and I'm so excited about it because he's excited about getting baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm excited about what God's going to do. Why? Because I believe it with all of my heart. I pursue it with everything that I've got. You see, here, here's, here's what deceives people because at first look, it seems like because everybody's busy doing the work in the house, that there's little difference between the ministry to the house and the ministry to the Lord. They kind of look the same because they can feel the same. Because music and preaching can become a form of entertainment to where it's designed and it's preached or sung to make everybody feel good. And because the beat of the music and the way it's designed, it makes people feel good without really them being introduced to Jesus. And of course, preaching the same way. And so I have to understand. And I, I wish that I could say and, and that I knew how to do this in every situation. And I may not, but I do know this. I am going to pursue God. You can't just seek to meet the need around us. You got to meet the need of the one who found us. Because if you just seek to meet the need around you, then you're going to have to develop a click. And then God can't work outside your click. And then the only one God can bless is your click. Then you create an elitism, which is what the Levites had done. And he said, you're not coming to me no more. You're going out there to the house. I'll let you get in the house, but you're going to bear your shame said, I, you, you're going to bear the scars of every abomination and everything you've done wrong. You're going to bear the abomination of it, and you're going to go to the house. But those of you that want to come in and minister to me, I'll make you whole. I'll put some loose-fitting clothes on you so you nothing. Because, you know, I mean, can you imagine having to dress up like a high priest? And that was the kind of the key that 
I understood from Ezekiel 44, you're not going to have to dress like the high priest anymore to come and preach to me because can you imagine having to dress up? That had to be hot. I mean, there wasn't air conditioning back then, honey. I mean, you're, you're out in the desert. It's turn to your neighbor and say, that's hot. That's real hot. I mean, you're burning up. He said, but when you come to me, you're not going to have to dress like that. You're not going to have to be so tightened up to where you don't realize who you are ministering to and what you're about. God makes it clear to Ezekiel that just because these priests were in the house does not mean they are ministering to the Lord. And I have watched it. I've, I've heard Pentecostal. I've served God for 30 years. And then there's mad as hornets. And they never rise above their bitterness. And I say, that is not God. Don't let, don't let that happen. I've seen it happen in preachers. And I've sat in their living rooms and I've heard them speak. And I said, God, I don't want to get like that. What do I do? I don't want to be like that. Am I going to live my whole life and end up that messed up? There's no way I'm going to do that. I'm not going to waste my life like that. He said, well, you're going to have to do it like Zadok. You're going to have to minister to me, and I'm your only possession. And if you got me, shout. If you don't, sit down and shut up. But if you got me, praise him. If you got me, glorify me. So I just want to know, First Pentecostal Church, do you want to just stay in the house, or is there something more than the house? Well, that's my keyboard, or this is my plat. No, this is God's place, and I come here to pursue Him. It's difficult to differentiate between the two, but one's in bondage. One's the shame is not removed, but the other, the shame is removed. And they shall come near unto me, and they shall minister unto me. You say, well, how do I get this? Okay. Here, here, you're going to minister to the Lord? Here's how you get it. They're going to offer two things, the fat and the blood. Zadok was privileged. They shall minister unto me. Mm. A lot of people are faithful to the house, but they forget the fat and they forget the blood. And God will not let you come into him unless you offer the fat, and the blood. Mm. That means, man, I feel something right now. Ha. I'm telling you, I know what I'm going to say. You don't pray. The fat is the glory of the Lord. The minute you think it's your skill, your talent, your singing, your preaching, my excellence, what I can do. Huh? As soon as you think it's your preaching, the minute God cuts out on you and you disconnect from the glory. All the glory. Oh, I cannot emphasize this. That's why I'm taking my time. I didn't say some of it. I didn't say give me a little on the side. I said all the glory. Yeah. 
I'm going to say it one more time. All the glory. I'm going to say it again. All the glory. I think I need to say it one more time. I said all the glory. As soon as you take any of the glory, you take the shame with it. But when you give all the glory, all the shame of yesterday leaves. The scars leave. You're free to worship. Why? Because it's all in him. It's all in. We don't sing that song anymore. And maybe we need to sing it at least once again. It's all in him. It's not in the name First Pentecostal. It's not in Brian Kinsey. It's not in our ability whether you preach fast or slow. Get your mind off the house. It's not the house. It's the Lord who died on the cross. Quit looking to the doors. The doors can't do nothing for you. But the one who is on the cross, he is the door. I challenge you to just stand up and start shouting on the amazing grace. I challenge you just to start praising God because the glory, the fact is his, not yours. He said, don't you eat the fat. As a matter of fact, they had to be one of them kind of meat eaters that had no fat. They had to take all the fat and they had to drain all the blood. Why? Because the blood belongs to him. I'm going to tell you why I'm able to preach. Because I've been washed in the blood. Now, I have served God all of my life. I've been preaching since I was 11 years old. And I've never looked back. When I went out on the evangelistic field at the age of 17, I have been full-time in the ministry ever since then. And I have preached all of my life. And that don't mean beans. Wow. That's a statement, isn't it? Because the only reason I can say that is because of the blood. If you ever lose sight that you are here because of the blood, you ever lose sight of Calvary, you ever lose sight of that blood, you have missed it all the way around. Nothing. See? I don't need the music. I know what I'm going to say, so I can just shout on what I'm going to say. Because I know it's true. Nothing but the blood. See, now I said that real dramatically. I ought to be able to just say nothing but the blood. And y'all go nuts. It's Acts 2.38. And y'all go crazy. Jesus saved me. And I'm blessed. I believe in one God. You do well. The devil believes the same, but I believe that one God is the only God. There's the difference. He's the only one. Don't want any more. He's it. He's it. Somebody. I said somebody. Say, I'm going to shout on the blood. 
because I'll tell you why you can talk in tongues. You were washed in the blood. I'll tell you why you can live holy. You were washed in the blood. You're not better than anybody, but if you've been washed in the blood, That's it, Eva. You can stand up and praise the Lord. When young people realize, I've got kids praising God. Why? Because it's nothing but the blood. 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 It's nothing but the blood, Earlene. Praise God. You're here because of the blood. That's why she can shout. That's why she can praise the Lord. That's why, whoo, hallelujah, is because of the blood. Is anybody happy about the blood? Off of the fat, off of the blood. Say, God, it's because your glory. I got to remind myself of all this. All the time, every day. You say, well, how often do you have to readjust yourself and realign yourself to this? Uh, every day. <laughs> if I miss a day, I can tell it on the next day. And I've missed a few, okay? All right. Don't let your mouth fall all the way open. <laughs> I've missed a few. But when I come back to it, uh-oh, I can tell, Lord, have mercy had been offering no fat, had been offering no blood. Yeah. Just the instant you think, when Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing, he was not playing when he said that. He was not playing when he said that. He meant every word of that. Church, without him, are y'all getting this? Do y'all see what I'm saying? How many of you just really, and I'm not going to say it dramatically, so I'll prepare you for it. How many of you just really want to pursue him? That's how I can worship with any preacher. Preaching the truth. Now, if they're not preaching the truth, then I have a problem with that. But if they're preaching the truth, I'm gonna, I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna get with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bless the Lord. They're preaching the truth because it's the blood and the, and the fat and the glory belongs to Him. Blood answers the demands of holiness. Fat meets the requirements of His glory. The blood deals with our sin, but the fat brings us into a new inheritance. When Jesus shed his blood, he poured it all out, gave it all, and he spilled it all on the ground. And it was to minister unto the Lord the opportunity to save the whole world. They shall come near unto me, and they will stand before me. Now, that's new because everybody that ever met God in the Scripture fell on their face. He said, but Zadok, I'm not going to let them fall on their face. I'm going to stand them up. and Because who can stand before a holy God? I mean, I can't. I mean, if God shows up, I mean, you know, if I walk in the house and I think somebody's there and they're not supposed to be there, I'm ready to go grab the gun. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to go get something done here. But the, the thing about it is, 
when God begins to present himself to you and he shows his glory to you, you got to understand there's no way we can stand before a holy God. But it is the inheritance of Zadok that not only will you be able to minister to me, you will be able to stand before me. Woo! That blows my mind. I don't, I want to be able to stand before. Now, what is he saying there? He's just simply saying that nothing you've done in the past will keep you from your destiny, but God will give you permission to be everything he wants you to be. There won't be one opinion. There won't be one thing. There won't be nothing. I've seen it happen. My goodness, I think I'll shout just on this right here. There's just something about God will open a door where there is no door. God will move heaven and earth. God will do anything he has to do. That's what that means. That means you don't have to worry about your future. God's got it. You minister to him and he'll take care of everything. He'll take care of it. He'll bless you. He'll lead you. He'll keep you. Somebody just stand up and shout hallelujah. Somebody just praise the Lord. Here's what Brother Strobel preached this morning in the 9 a.m. service. And here's what Zadok learned to do because this is what David told him to do. Now go take that ark and put it back where you got it. And you wait and see what the Lord will do. And that is the hardest thing in the world for any of us to do is to wait on the Lord. How many have been waiting a long time for some things? How many of you got even discouraged in the way, waiting on some things? It's all right. It's all right to admit that. That's not a rebuke because everybody here has. If you're human, you've been discouraged. But how many of you know and realize that as long as you keep Ministering to the Lord. You give him the fat. You give him the blood. The fat belongs to you, Jesus. The blood belongs to you. Then, then God can bless anybody and heal anybody and you rejoice. God can give anything he wants to to you. If he gives you $10 million, I'm going to rejoice as long as you pay your tithes. I'm going to rejoice. I may not get that ever. I may prophesy it for everybody else and they get it and then I come back and say, yeah, where's my checks in the mail? And y'all sending me $5 checks in the mail. Yeah, that's all right. Guess what? The fat and the blood are his. And I give it all to him. 
because I can't listen to me. I may have served God all of my life, but I can't stand before the Lord because of that. I can only stand before the Lord because of the blood. Zadok did not sin the sin of presumption. There's a sin of rebellion, then there's a sin of presumption. Sin of rebellion is disobeying what God said. Sin of presumption is acting before God speaks as if it were God. And Zadok refused to do either one. And God chose him and said, let him minister to me. Stand still till you get your orders. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I'm speaking to somebody. Stand still until you get your orders. And when you get your orders, you don't have to bully. You don't have to press. You don't have to call sweat. You don't have to kill nobody. You don't have to do anything but stand before the Lord. That's what that really means, is that I will see God work in my life and I will obey him. And when he is ready, he will open the door. There's only one authority in the church, and that's Jesus. It's the only one. And we're all submitted to that authority. Amen. So, I'm not moving until God gives orders. But when he gives the orders, forward march! And that's what I've come to declare to somebody in this service. God is going to give you his orders. Now, what I want you to do, and let's try this. Let's do this, okay? Let's see if we can do this as cool as we can. So I want you to get with your families, and I want you to just, you don't have to come all the way to the front. You can, if you want to, with your family, you can come to the front, or you can just, just step forward. Just step forward and or step out and get in the aisle and just be with your family. Just stay with your family units so that you're around your family or the people you're around now because whatever they got, you already got. <laughs> so you got it by now anyway. Uh, so get around your family and, and stay with your family and you can come to the front with your families and just get in your family units don't want to scare you, but I, I want you to be safe, but I, I feel like we need to do this because I know we're going to get back to normal. It's going to flow back to normal sooner or later. It might be later, but we're going to wait till God gives us the peace and the orders, okay? You don't want to move so fast that we miss God. Now, I got to present this one thing to you, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but many people will say, well, Ezekiel 44 is not New Testament. Oh, yes, it is. Go read Luke chapter 17, verses 7 through 10, and it is Ezekiel 44. He said, what master, when a servant has worked all day long, comes in and says, now, you've ministered in my field. You gird yourself about and you minister to me. 
it's there. And as a matter of fact, and here's the, here's the deal. Do you thank that servant for doing what his duty is to do? And here's, the, here's, here's, your, here's your fat and blood. He said, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all these things which are commanded, you say, we are unprofitable servants, and we have done only that which is our duty to do. There's your fat. There's your fat. Right there. Luke 17, 7 through 10. It is New Testament. Because I'm not here just to minister to you. I will minister to you because that's what God's called me to do. But my when I come in, but I'm too tired. No, you're going to minister to me now. And you're going to give me. And this is what he says. He doesn't say it here in this particular text. But in another text, it includes an extra line. He said, and then, oh, when the servant has ministered to the master, the master will sit the servant down. And the master will serve the servant. Wow. Oh, my. If y'all could catch that right there, you would never squabble over another missed opportunity, closed door, this happened, that happened. You would never again worry about it. You would put it in the hands of the Lord and you would let God minister to you. And I believe God wants some of you just to come into his presence. Come on, come on, come on. He's inviting you. Hey, Zadok, you didn't even know your name was Zadok. Come on, Zadokians. Come on in. He's calling you. He didn't have me preach this message to put you out in the house. He had me preach this so you could come in. He's not trying to exclude you, Brother Larry. He's trying, come on, Larry, Zadok, get out, come, come minister to me. Minister to me. If I've served God all of my life, I'm still an unprofitable servant and I have done nothing but what is my duty to do. That's what this text says. That's the spirit of Christ. That's the fat and the blood. That'll tell you right now that our holiness is nothing but filthy rags. That doesn't give us an excuse not to be holy, but you have a right perspective about it now so God can use you properly. Because he can't use you if you're in the flesh. He can only use you when you're in the spirit. So come on. Come on. Come on, we're going to worship. Now, what I want you to do is I just want you to grab a hold of your family right now because that's very precious. You hear me? And, and the reason why we safe and social distance and do all of this stuff, I've lost seven very dear friends to this crazy pandemic. And so I've tried to be, do the will of God, and I'm also trying to be as safe as I possibly can so that everybody here is as safe as we can make you in, in such a situation as that. So we do that intentionally. We do that on purpose, and we do that because we love you. Okay. Now, I want, 
I, I don't know if you know how to do this, but I want you to cry out over your family. I just, you don't have to pray an eloquent prayer. I just want you to cry out. I want you to cry out unto the Lord on behalf of your babies, on behalf of your wife, on behalf of your husband, on behalf of, I just want to hear you cry out. God, the fat and the blood, everything, but it'll become an inheritance. The master. Come on before the Lord now. Come on, come on, Zadok. Minister to me. Forget about the past and the shame and the hurt and the pain. Forget about all of that. You can't do nothing about it anyway. Forget about it. Come on. Come on. Come on, Greta. That's it. Worship. Cry out. Cry out. Come on. Come on, Noah. Come on. God's calling Zadok. Y'all didn't even know you were Zadokians. Come on. I want you to cry out. Cry out. Cry out. God's calling you. You can give him the fat and the blood and he'll remove the shame. You'll never be bound by any abomination you've ever been, you've ever committed when you come minister to him. Come back and give him thanks. Come on. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.